everyone, and welcome to 99 Potions. On uh, this week's episode, we have me, Steven Strum, ho- one of the hosts of Fan. Uh, fuck, goddamn. <laughs> I just finished hosting a different podcast five minutes ago, and my brain is like still stuck in that gear. I'm Steven Strum. The uh, fucking chuckle fuck over here laughing at me is John Warren. Hello. I just, I, I love the idea that your, uh, the big wind up when you introduced it just kind of reset your brain, I think. Yeah. It just was just like, ooh, I'm going to, this is, I'm going to nail this. And then it just kind of deleted all the information yeah. Steven said. So you've heard of the brown note, right? Um, <laughs> I have, yeah. I sort of found the clear note that yeah. just completely erases everything in my brain all it's at the same good. time. Yeah. Uh, somebody who has a very active brain is one Natalie Flores of fanbite.com. Yeah, it, there's one brain cell in there, but she's very hardworking. Mm. Um, so congrats to her. She's oh, congrats here. to her. She's shown up today. Nice. I like that. Someone else who has shown up today. <gasps> oh my gosh, it's Merritt K. Whoa. Hello. Oh Hello? wow, you're so small. Did you fall Hello. into a box? <laughs> yeah. I fell into a well. Oh, wow. <laughs> I got turned into a, a small animal. No, I'm yeah. normal. Small. I'm normal here today. You're normal. That's what normal sounds like. I'm normal like. and uh I'm coming at you live from Abu Dhabi where Garfield sent me. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> Cuz Garfield was so jealous of how cute normal is. And, God, uh, I forgot that was like a thing in that in that Yeah, in, Garfield in that. just fucking hates normal. Yeah, Garfield Because normal's the cutest normal. cat in the world. The and, sexy, uh, sexy lady cat normal. Uh you are thinking of uh Marlene <laughs> <laughs> is that character's name. Uh No, that's two- a different though, that is a different cat. No, you're right. I know that there's a cat. I'm talking about the sexy one. I wouldn't normal. describe normal <laughs> as sexy so much as uh it's <laughs> I th- Arlene is the one that wears lipstick. So yeah, but Nerval has <laughs> like mascara for days. Look at these. I really yeah, didn't he know. Is very cute. I, I didn't um, know there could be a gas leak over Discord. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I may not be showing it, but uh, no, Nerval is very cute. We can all agree <laughs> on that. He he's the best. We love him. A lot of people don't realize uh, that Nerval is boy cat. Um, I did just like type in the word normal into Google image search and the fourth image is no sorry the fifth image is a picture of normal standing in front of a trans pride flag so I think that's kind of where the <laughs> oh, says so that's kind of where Google is on the, on normal okay gotcha. oh well, now mm, now I scrolled I made now googling normal is fine now the I have seen you make is scrolling, scrolling down because you do see normal's feet uh, you do see some feet pretty quickly uh anyway i'm ejecting out of this conversation uh so uh thanks for having me and uh bye uh because uh, I, I don't want to be in this anymore <laughs> listen uh, we, we all know that normal's feet were made for walking directly into rpg news Woo! Ooh, john bringing sorry. us back I fucking did it yeah. Love this. 
yes, we are back again in November, the November 2020 episode of the News Quest, which is our sort of end of month, last Wednesday of the month sort of specialty podcast on 99 Potions, where we just kind of uh, take a moment to chill and talk about all the different news going on in the RPG world instead of kind of, you know, fo- you know, drive- diving deep on a specific game, we'll kind of like let ourselves uh, spread our wings a little bit, much like all of those angel people people in Dragon Quest 4. And this week, we got a whole lot to talk about, I would say. Uh, And that's one of the reasons that we brought one Merit K here onto the program. And I think it's kind of the biggest story of the week so far. I mean, depending on what kind of RPGs you're into, I guess. But uh, the most recent story on this list is that one uh, Tuewi got a sequel announcement. That was my job. We can't. We can't. If we're gonna keep talking about the game, what can't we do? We can't do this. There is a there is a game. I think I I think the solution is just to not have perceived it like I did. Like I was just like, but I did not perceive it because problematic. Right. Yeah. I'm always saying that I'm problematic. Who whom's among us has played the world ends with you, also known as. It's a wonderful world. Wait, is that real? Yeah, that's what it's called in <clears throat> Japan. Uh, it's called Doki Doki uh, World. Ah. No, oh, yes, it, Doki it is, Doki Literature. It is yes. called um, It's a Wonderful World in, uh, in Japan. Hmm. And uh, that name was, I guess, taken already. So they, they called it The World Ends With You. Right. So yeah. close to its uh, very similar cousin, It's a Wonderful Life, Harvest yeah. Moon. Oh, yeah. yeah. Jimmy totally. Stewart uh, owned the rights to both games, actually. So that's why we're not allowed to um, talk about them uh, in well, video well, game gee, well, gee, we're, we're well, gee, I'd love to help you, but your money's in Bob's farm and the wheat and in Billy's farm and the cows. And, Claire, all right, Claire. let's go get the cows and the wheat. Clarence, Clarence, we're going to go to Shibuya. <laughs> uh yeah that in many ways uh a man uh is erased from existence uh sort of similar to the plot wow. of the world ends with you damn um, this is one of the few jrpgs that i have finished in my lifetime and uh even though i i don't think about it that often whenever i remember it i realize that it's one of my favorite games i've ever huh. played and I think that is always like when you said that, I was like, oh, weird, because, yeah, I don't necessarily super closely associate with you with um, JRPGs and like with this very specific style of like mid 2000s Square Enix. Like this is height of Kingdom Hearts yeah. power. Well, RP- a lot uh, of the mechanics and the combat in the game was influenced by, I think, the DS Kingdom Hearts, which the same team made right before. Oh, this. that makes a lot of sense. And also, that's why there's been some crossover um, yes. with Kingdom Hearts. They appear, the, the characters of this game appear in Kingdom Hearts 3D, Dream Drop Distance. Neku and all my friends mm-hmm. and Joshua and all those cool guys. And, uh, and who? Shiki. I love Shiki. Shiki and Sho, who is not really your friend, but he has cool catchphrases where he's like, so is that a slow alphanumerical? <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was like the meme like 10 years yeah. ago. Like, so is that a slow? Like you would see that on maybe half of 
uh-huh. the signatures on people's message forum <laughs> profiles. Yep. Because yeah, he's the cool villain very... who says math jokes and stuff. Yeah. And like, okay, do you guys know like what this game is about? Yeah, you should. I you should tell us though. Oh, I mean, you should tell. I I do, but you okay. should tell. But for people us. who no, yeah, don't know, right. for people who don't know, basically, the world ends up with you is about a kid named Neku who wakes up in the middle of Shibuya without any memories and has no idea how he got there and learns that he is dead and that he has to participate in this game run by these people called Reapers. And if he doesn't, uh, then he will be erased and just like his soul will be like evaporated. Right. Um, Commander Shepard has to come in and kind of like step up and uh, unite unite Japan (laughs) to fight against them. uh, but in order to participate in the game, he has to form a pact with another person. And it's sort of a story about how he is this very like lonely, disconnected kid who really pointedly, his character design has these huge headphones. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and this is kind of before smartphones are like a fucking everywhere thing. Obviously, like uh, Walkmans and CD players and MP3 players were, but... Um, so I don't know how this game would play in modern stuff, like in the modern context. But at the time, it, I felt like it really had its finger on the pulse of like feeling like sort of this atomized individual and um, trying to like make these connections with people that are always really fleeting and fragile because the game, the way it works is like you're always paired up with a second person, but it's divided into a number of weeks and your partner changes at the end of every week. So it's not like a typical uh, RPG where you have a, like have a p- bunch of party members that you carry with you up to the end of the game. Like people just like leave and sometimes you're like, oh, am I going to see that person ever again? Like, oh no. Oh, okay. <laughs> or they turn out to be someone completely different. And like, obviously too, the world is very different from most JRPGs because it's like, late 2000s Shibuya. And so it's this like hyper cool, stylish world where like you eat ramen to like improve your stats. All of your attacks are based on these little pins that you have uh, that you wear to get different abilities. And like, I definitely had a player pin. Oh, wow. Um, That's how deep into this game that I was. (laughs) That's cool. Um, That's amazing. I love that. That's great. Which is like the pin that they wear to show that they're like in the game. And, uh, uh, you fight these monsters called noise that are like basically demons, but also kind of like embodiments of negativity right? Um, mm-hmm. that plague people in the real world, but they can't see them. Uh, they're like yokai. They're like yokai. Um, and uh, <laughs> yeah, there's just so many great little details about it. Like uh, mm-hmm. the narrative is really cool. The visual design is like really stylish and like the pin collecting combat style is really neat. And then there's things like, yeah, like I mentioned the ramen and then instead of like a a typical RPG thing where you basically are like, uh, oh, I need a certain amount of like defense or strength to like equip this weapon. You have a stat called bravery, which basically determines how like risque or like avant-garde fashion you can wear. Right. (laughs) So Um, good. And, like, if you want to wear, like, the hyper cool, like, Lolita dress or something, you need, like, really high bravery, but it gives you a bunch of bonus stats. And so it's just, like, basically, like, the more out there the fashion that, that you want Neku to wear, the more bravery you need. Um, and it also just had all these quality of life things, too. Like, you could just, like, leave the DS closed and in sleep mode, and you would get experience passively. 
Um, it wasn't tied to like yeah. a pedometer or something, was it? Like, am I? I think it was just mathematically based. tied. Yeah. Okay. Because the point is that the game and ultimately uh, Neku's narrative is that it wants you to get out there in the world and to experience mm. life because the world ends with you. The world is as large as you allow it to be, as large as you limit your horizons and as extensive as your web of connections to other people extends. And I think that's a really, like you said, it's like a really cool little detail that doesn't really do anything but it, it does contribute to the thematics of this game and the narrative and the themes it tackles, I think, are just really grounded and really cool to see. And it, it helps that it's so stylish, too. I just I adored that game when I first played it as well. Yeah. And since it's a square RPG, it's also about killing God. Of course. Um, right. <laughs> because yeah. all RPGs eventually get to that point. Um, where, yeah, you're fighting angels and... <laughs> oh, uh, I'm sorry, you fight angels and kill God in this game? Sounds to me like they're ripping off Persona 5. Persona 5. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what people have been saying? Yeah, oh, yes. Yeah, oh, yes. Yeah. There was oh, a bunch yes. of people when they saw the, the thing that there was like a bunch of Another game set in Shibuya? Oh my God. Oh, my God. Some- <laughs> wow, it's like the real world? Oh, oh I don't know about this, y'all. It's that fucking Emo tweet teens? of like that guy who's only ever seen the boss baby watching his second movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Getting some real boss baby vibes off of this. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it was very, like I was a, I was a teenage weeb to some extent. And yeah. I think this oh, yeah. game like all of us, I really think. much really fed into that because it, it has like a lot of real landmarks. Um, and it, it just, uh, yeah, there's like so much other cool stuff that I've totally forgotten about, like the whole brand thing where it's like different right. kinds of gear are tied to different brands and you can like increase their like hype by wearing them, which d- changes their stats and stuff like that. Like it's uh, the combat is like really bizarre. And I honestly don't know how they did it on the Switch version because I haven't tried that. But they just completely yeah. changed it. Did it's they? like completely oh, okay. different. Because the yeah. original, yeah. you're controlling Neku on the, the top screen, I think. Thing. On the bottom, yeah, the bottom. Oh, is it the bottom? And, then and the, the, the top yeah, screen the is your person other person, mm-hmm. and all it's of them so play cool. differently because you, yeah. you have, there's like f- uh, three weeks, four weeks, or something. Um, and like I think there's three weeks. Every character you're paired with attacks differently, uh, and so you're like managing these like two things at the same time, which is like not really like any other game I've played. And then it's so cool. It rewards like you doing it um, kind of in a pattern, too, because there's this whole idea of the is it literally just called the puck? Oh, when you're like passing this thing back and forth. Right. Yeah. Because you're like basically encouraged to play on the bottom screen for a little while because like an energy puck will go down to the bottom screen character. And then eventually once that character has charged it up enough, they'll kick it up to the next screen to the next character and then okay focus on this character now for a little bit while and the longer you build up that combo the more damage you do over time which is like just such a it is from that era especially of the ds and not so much the 3ds and basically kind of Mm -hmm. almost no other console in a large degree uh where when you made a game even if you were a third-party developer you really paid attention to the unique mechanics of the hardware that you were building it on it was and the yeah. ds was so good for that it was very much built for the ds like and yeah. the the thing we mentioned of like the the closing the putting it in sleep mode and yeah. then getting experience you would get right. just experiences for wandering around but if you 
encountered another person who was playing it or I think even maybe another game, it would be like you would encounter this like person in your game. And like, so they tried to incorporate all of these different aspects of it. Uh, and it was just like really um, pretty, pretty amazing the way that they made all of that work together. So yeah. the idea yeah. that there's going to be a, a second game, it, it's, it is a little weird because this game feels so of its moment in a way. Yeah. Mm. Um, and was, all the stuff about connection and technology, so much has changed so over different. the past decade. Yeah. Um, so I'll be really interested to see if they try to keep it just like unchanged, basically the same setting or they, what would be much more interesting to me is if they worked a lot of that stuff in. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I mean, you 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 are right. You've alluded to it a couple of times, but like mid two thousand seven is such a like uh, looking back on it, a strange time in history, just because like it really is before everyone had smartphones. But yeah. it's just kind of this weird like dawning of a completely different kind of right. cultural moment, and it is such a specific uh, like uh, image of that entire. Uh, entire cultural moment and and like the sequel it's just called neo the world ends with you and it's a direct sequel and it's playstation After 4 nintendo switch years. yeah 13 years but it's a new cast and they're Can't playing believe the I'm still alive, y'all. i know you did. <laughs> and it's all and it's all in 3d and stuff and so like i think with the shift to 3d i would imagine that they'll take that opportunity to put kind of you know these these kind of updated ideas into it, but who knows? It could just be, you know, 10 minutes later and then a new Reapers game starts. I don't know. But uh um yeah, I think it'll God, be Can really you imagine if like 30-year-old Neku and Shiki just came out like, <laughs> still wearing their old stuff. It's like, hey, uh, do you guys uh, want, let me download an app on your phone or whatever. And they're like, <laughs> and he pulls out a fucking Motorola Razor. I was like, I don't think so. this. That would be pretty amazing. Um, I'm really interested in seeing why, if anything, it does that all with the hardware because like right. Marit mentioned, I feel like Something that definitely defined the world ends with you and what made it so interesting to people was that way that it utilized the 3DS. Like, I really love games like that or like 999 or Virtue's mm -hmm. Last Reward games that really utilize the hardware and the medium to tell their stories. Because, I mean, I'm not I'm never going to be a purist who's like oh only play it on the ds like you shouldn't play right. it on anything yeah. besides the ds but i do think there's something that you lose uh in playing it on the switch version because not only is it just really fun and cool to make use of the ds in that way but also thematically it's just it, it really like everything in that game serves a purpose and especially so when it comes to driving home the theme of just Neku um, going into this person who, you know, like he's playing, you know, like you have other people, like another person in your party and they all work differently because that's how people mm -hmm. are. Like people are all very different and it's Neku wrestling with how to figure out how to work with these people and also wrestling with how to balance, you know, this life view that he has developed up until this point where he feels like the pain of losing people is not worth the amount of trouble that it takes to get to know them. Um, and, you know, how he shifts from that to realizing that it's kind of impossible to make it 
uh, in the world without relying on other people. And that's not a weakness. And mm -hmm. your life is much better if you decide not to block people out and decide to give them a chance and try to forge meaningful connections. And that gameplay aspect just always made sure that that theme was present even when you weren't you know involved in the story when you were just having a really fun battle and so it was really cool and I it was one of my favorite things about it and so I haven't even bothered to try to get it on the switch because I know that it it won't be the same exact experience right um, yeah I might try to really play it that. on um on an emulator I don't know how well it would work but if you can use the mouse mm. as a yeah. as the touchscreen it could be okay. Yeah. Yeah. I bet. Um, I have started and <laughs> this is going back to like episode one of 99 Potions, but it's, this is one of those games that I have started and closed and restarted because I didn't remember the character relationships and stuff like that like a hundred times over the past few years. I think I've only ever beaten the first week. I think it's about, I get about like maybe halfway yeah. through the second week and then um, end up falling off. Um, but partially, I think just because I have to keep my DS out to play it. And it's just not a thing that I'm necessarily keeping with me at all times these days. Right. Um, so that is a, definitely a barrier to entry. But um, this might finally be a good excuse to just go in there and knuckle down through it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, it's, I feel it's a like great it still excuse. Holds up. It what? I, I still I feel like it's still very much holds up like as a story like it's just it's it's a really neat story I yeah. I love a lot of characters in there and I think they're all very interesting I especially like Shiki and what she says about insecurities and the ways in which we present certain images to the outside world and uh, jealousy and all those things like it's a it's a really grounded cast you know these are like emo teens but they're they have very real problems that spoke to me as a slightly emo teen yeah and yeah. still would speak to me now i think it's a touching story at the end of the day yeah i mean we i make the joke and you know obviously it's very funny but the there is such a paucity of games set in modern day with modern technology uh in this style you know in this mode where it's not just a you know, first person walking sim or something like that, but actually a game in the genres that we typically tend to gravitate towards that then uses the backdrop of a real world with real people or who have problems that we can uh, recognize, like Persona does this, and it is one of the things that makes that series stand out so much um, mm -hmm. that I could definitely see this game um, standing out again in the modern day just because we don't have a ton of that even now. It's just so strange to me that it's basically become the realm of JRPGs to do this sort of thing for us. Nobody else is really like filling that gap. I feel like in a very weird way, uh, unless I'm completely missing something here. I think it's interesting. The juxtaposition between like killing God and also <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> real emo life problems, real mm -hmm. emo teen problems. Yeah, I just I'm I'm so excited. Like I like with Merit, I played the game when it or around the time that it first came out. I think maybe at most like a year after it came out, because like I said at the time, that was one of the most popular games on at least the message forums that I went to, which mm -hmm. were like mm. Kingdom Hearts, Final Fantasy, right. uh, Harvest Moon. Everyone loved that game. And it's so easy to see why, because it was so stylish. Uh, it's just so attention grabbing. And the story really just 
you know, it, it makes you stick around for it. And the music is so good. Oh my God. Oh, the music is still so good. Like I was watching, um, I really like a YouTube channel called uh, Literature as Games um, that I was watching earlier to sort of remind myself about this game since it's been 13 years. Uh, and every time that that music played in a cutscene that he was showing as he analyzed it. I was just like, wait, hold up. <laughs> Let me look this up again. And just, uh-huh. uh, Let me just pause and tell myself, calling, you hear the call. Oh my God. Oh, so Fuck, good. okay. I immediately just have to like go listen to that sound. Uh-huh. Oh my God. <laughs> so it's so long since I thought about it. But... Uh, it's really, really, really good. I've been listening ever since this announcement happened. I've just been listening to that soundtrack on basically repeat. So. It's so funny that people are like, because that whole stuff about this game coughing persona, it's just, it's, it's whack. Just I'm not even gonna like really I mean, go into <laughs> it's it's there's layers to it too, right? Because I mean fucking yeah. persona was around in the nineties. <laughs> like the original yeah. persona was doing some shit like that before then. But nobody knows about those and nobody gives a shit about persona one through like two two, because there's two two there's two persona there's, two, there's two twos. Yeah. yeah, it's true. <sighs> and even then, like Persona Three, oh it's God. not really until Persona Four that that franchise really blows up. But yeah. Fuck. God, it's okay, just, just wild. so like just a million bangers on this soundtrack, and uh, <laughs> so every song, Sawa, like uh, on the vocals, and um, like uh, mm-hmm. what's his name, um, uh, Ishimoto, I think was uh, mm-hmm. the composer for most of it, but like it's so wonderful, banger, calling, banger, long dream, banger. Despair, Despair. give me all your love, banger. Just like, (laughs) (laughs) oh my God, I haven't listened to the soundtrack in forever and I'm going to right after we're done recording because it's so good. I can't say I, because why I brought up Persona 5 is that like for all the comparisons that we're making now that are very weird and (laughs) bizarre in so many ways, like I just keep thinking like, actually like, the World Ends With You came out 13 years ago, but it's what I wanted Persona 5 to be. Mm. Like, it is... Like, if we're going to make comparisons between games that take place in Shibuya, which, like, there are so many games that do that, like, whatever, or that have really good music or are really stylish, like, at least The World Ends With You, at least from what I remember, isn't kind of terrible to its female characters. So, mm-hmm. like... Yeah. No, no. Have not beaten it, so I can't really speak one way or the other on that. See, I'm really curious to see what you think of it, especially like playing it for the first time or like playing it through for the first time Mm -hmm. in a modern age. Because I feel like I I wonder if if it would seem as cool as it did back then. Like to me, this game when I was little, especially since I was very young, it was like it was this sort of unreachable tomorrow that was so cool to me it was so stylish and so i don't know just it was it was different and i wonder if like in the ways that we're used to technology now and all the narratives that we have about connecting with technology and blah 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 like i wonder how differently it hits now but i I can't tell that because i i have already seen the story so i it's it's not like the first time 
I mean, in my case specifically, I think I still have enough nostalgia for it, having tried to play it since I was 17. Got it. Like, How many times point, did you try it again? Like, probably like at least five different times over the years. Like, <laughs> I didn't have a DS when, when this game came out. I was a PSP person. So when this game came out, it was kind of one of those games that I would see on X-Play or something and be like, God, that looks fucking cool. Shit. And so... When I finally did eventually start to have my own money and buy just old hardware so that I could play games I had never touched before, this was kind of in that sort of legendary status for me already. And that was only like, a, you know, a couple around. Eventually, I got around to it like a couple years later after the game had come out and finally started to mess around with that sort of stuff. But just never, you know, there was always something else coming out. You know how it is yeah. in video games. Yeah. John, what about you? What's uh, your experience with this game? I, I played it. It's one of those games that I um, I absolutely adored the look of it uh, when it came out. And I bought it, and I popped it in my DS. And I could not tell you where it is. Couldn't tell you. Play, I played it for like two hours. <laughs> Damn, I feel I've watched, I've watched playthroughs of it and stuff like that, um, which uh, has made me want to go back and replay it. Now I have an excuse. So I'll probably do that, even though I know that... Um, the uh the current mediums uh for that game are not ideal uh i I've downloaded it on an ipad before and started yeah. that and then i was like i don't know about this um and that's the switch so, version right the switch version is yeah, just a switch version the iPad. is basically just that yeah mm. so um so yeah i don't know i'll probably go back i uh i i am really interested i mean you have to think like this is not a particularly novel uh observation but like this game, the, the the sequel is probably going to is going to come out probably mid next year if it doesn't get delayed, right. and there will be a full ass year of development on this game in the middle of this COVID stuff about like mm. connecting and like different stuff. And I'm like, I wonder what these big RPGs coming out in the next two years. I wonder what the vibe is going to be about like mm -hmm. a lot of the stuff. Cause the way people are working is so different too. Maybe there's no difference at all, but it's like with a story and a narrative that's so about these kind of connections, it'll be interesting to see kind of what, what vibe the sequel has compared to uh, the original. But I, I think the, Listen, I'm not a big fan of like Nomura's whole deal, just like, you know, art direction stuff. I'm not really a big fan. I mean, you know, every everyone looks like Zell. Everyone just looks like Zell. Everyone does. Everyone is just Zell. Uh, it's Zell I'm and Zell. the bouncer. Uh, the episodes hasn't been since our Final Fantasy VIII episode, and you're still. I'm still on Zell. it. I'm still on you're this. Still I'm still on <laughs> this hot dog choking motherfucker <laughs> Zeldaint. God, um, I just had that fucking image uh, flash before uh, my eyes. Yeah, burned, now now burned, it's what I associate burned. with Zell. You've yeah, absolutely transformed did this it. character God. that I've I've known for I years. I fucking did like, it over a decade. <laughs> <laughs> you're a convert um but uh, every every character just looks like zell uh to me so that's the only thing uh, with a game that is so about fashion i'm really hoping mm. that like i can get out of that because yeah. i i feel like this game in particular really tried something that i th i really admire about kind of fashion i think that bravery system is like so fucking funny to me like that's yeah it's so good it's really good um mm -hmm. so like if they really really blow that out in the sequel with you know I, you know better graphics and and kind of really give you a ton of options i think that's going to be really really fun um 100 yeah, so that's i'm, one of the I'm things excited I, 
like if we, if we talk about like persona 5 it's wild to me the persona 5 like has for as much as it is supposed to be a stylish game set in the modern day like urban sprawl there's like no fashion options no everyone's got everyone's mm-hmm. got real world and then they got the their fantasy world and that's really about it um, yeah it's such a strange thing that you can't play dress up yeah like yeah i mean it, that that game's got everything but can you imagine if they just added that you know it'd yeah be, okay. it'd be really incredible so um i'm excited and it doesn't seem hmm it doesn't seem like they are. This is going to sound rude, but it's not. Um, I swear, it's not. It's. It doesn't look. <laughs> it doesn't look super expensive to me. Like mm. the 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 game is not like a massive AAA budget game. It looks like it's like not kind of, concerned. Yeah, 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 yeah. That it's it knows its focus is right. somewhere else, and yeah. you appreciate that. And I can appreciate I do. that too. Yeah, it seems to yeah. be confident about what it is, even at this presumably fairly early stage well it may not be that early close close to the mid mid to late point of development um if it's coming out it, it goes back to like having maybe you know taste of subjective but having a very defined art style oh yeah like that outlives any sort of realism or high definition graphic yeah. that you want to you know um I mean, any fidelity that you attached. I mean, game. I had to be reminded recently that the reception for Wind Waker was basically it looked like dog shit when it came out, which is like, <laughs> like, like I and and then I just kind of remembered. I went back to that time and I remembered people online on forums being like, "This is like stupid, stupid, stupid bullshit." Baby it was the game. tech demo we're doing like fight Ganondorf want, that we saw for the GameCube, but God, t- I want Link to turn into a wolf and fuck. I just want <laughs> I want to see Link's. Fucking uh, chin dimples. Hey, remember really remember that close. demo? What was that from? That was from uh, Tech War- No um, Game something. Blades yeah. will bleed. Yeah, no, I, shields will shatter. You know, yeah, I it remember was from the thing. Yeah, yeah, we all remember that. And uh, and yeah. and it's like when you have a defined art style, um, it that shit just lives forever. Uh, and um, that's why, like, I can go back and get excited about the world ends with you because it is so slick with just kind of art design and confidence in what it is. Even if it's not exactly my taste, um, it just looks good. It just looks good in 2020 to, to my eyeballs. And that hat that owes everything to just kind of knowing that, um, you can you could really go a long way with style over substance in this regard. So. I just thought of the term of phrase Zell shading. Zell. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Well, that's that's every single time I need to talk about uh, Nomura's kind of whole deal uh, aesthetic. That's just Zell shading. Also, uh, can I just say I really am here for Square Enix's sort of PR redemption arc because like they announced this game. It's probably coming out next year. Yeah. You have Final Fantasy VII Remake that came out this year. You announced Final Fantasy XVI, and you showed enough of it that people feel like it's actually going to be a thing that will come out in their lifetime. Right. Let alone in the next like two to three years. Like I am, I'm here for this company announcing games much closer to development. And I say that because this. This entire week, I, I have a lot of friends from like people that I know since uh, this game came out and that we met each other because of this game or something um, like Final Fantasy or Kingdom Hearts, just Square Enix in general. And like every time that Square Enix has put out 
a the world ends with you counter like a timer it has like it has become a meme for years like oh what the world ends with you thing well they announced now that's not gonna be the sequel (laughs) so when people woke up like when i woke up this week and i saw that it was an actual sequel trailer i was like wait no that has to be fake and so i was like (laughs) google's neo the world ends with you is this like a spinoff it's like no it's an honest to god sequel after 13 years and it's like oh my God, they're doing it. And so it's like, okay, it's yeah. like, okay, it's not a meme. It's actually real and it's happening. And so I'm, I'm definitely here. I'm, as y'all know, I'm, I stand Square Enix games a lot of the time. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm happy to see this. I am so happy. Uh, I, I've really wanted to just go back to this world and this game. It's one of those cult classics, right? Like it's not the type of, it's not the game or the series that will get like a a stage and every single person in the arena will be like screaming and <laughs> it'll be like an instant like recognition. But the people who love this game really love it. Like there are reasons yeah. why this series has endured with one main game for 13 years. And so I'm I'm really happy that we get to say on 99 Potions News Quest, uh the sequel to The World Ends With You is happening. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think it was Heather Alexandra had a very good tweet around this too that was like basically like, I'm so happy for The World Ends With You car- uh, uh, fans out there right now uh, because you get to experience the thing that I never will. The door to Skies of Arcadia has been closed for my entire yeah. life and will never reopen. <laughs> yeah, It's a sentiment that I saw a lot of people on Twitter say, like, I'm not into this game but I'm happy for everyone who is because the joy was just so palpable. Yeah. There is that sort of class of beloved game that did well enough that really just stuck in people's minds, but never like became a mega franchise and then just gets like, buried it just gets forgotten about forever like uh like jordan says shenmue um that you just think well never ever 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 get a sequel because it's such a product of its time like you guys said um is the case for twelly and yeah it is just whenever that does happen it's really cool it's it's nice to see that every once in a while even in this fucking um on this bitch of an earth we still get to have neo the world ends with you yeah Neon Twoey. Stan Twoey. Stan Twoey. I was I was really hoping they would just call it New Twoey. You know what I mean? New Twoey. Twoey. Jesus, this is welcome to Matanui. The world ends with two. Would have been the world ends with two. Would have been really fucking good. That would have been good, Jordo. Good good suggestion. Yeah, like now you three me. You know, like <laughs> I saw a lot of people say like the world ends with you too, like you comma T O O. That was also boy, a joke. Not, yeah. not you too. Not like the edge. Not, and, not Bo- uh, what's his name? <laughs> All my friends. How do I go for the edge before Bono? That's like a weird Oh, word. I don't know. I think the edge is funnier than Bono. It's a funnier name. Yeah, it's for the sure. funnier, yeah. Um, his name is the edge. Yeah, I mean, I'm one of the only people on Earth that thinks a lot about if Sting and the Edge actually faced Sting and Edge, and the Edge, <laughs> which are two, two, both two wrestlers and two musicians. So it's, it's the very ultimate good. tag team. The ultimate tag team. Uh, uh, now wait, hold on, John. Is it what? 
What coordination yeah. would that be? What, what is what the, where are the teams? Is it one of each or is it just sort Ooh, of like is it the two stings versus, versus the two edges? That's interesting. <laughs> I'd always thought of it as the wrestlers versus the musicians. Oh, but... well, that's hardly fair. Well, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm just saying like, you know, let's say we, you know, it's like fucking Def Jam, right? Like, you know, like, I, like. Oh, so they can fight it's not, too. It's not like Method Man can powerbomb people, yeah. but like. <laughs> the but Joker like, steals a big bottle of red pills that gives everyone Superman right, strength. Right, 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 right. Yeah. <laughs> you just gotta convert their musician status into, like, wrestler uh, you know, prowess. And so, you just think about Sting, who is probably, what are his stats? A lot of flexibility. He does that tantric sex stuff. Uh, stamina. And then stamina. Yeah, stamina, flexibility, the edge is, ooh, plus 10 to hats. He just always uh-huh. wears hats. He does. Yeah, that's um, right. One of his can I get then, a yeah. hat wobble on the edge? <laughs> can I get the hat wobble on the edge, please? Thank of you. Of course you can. Um, anyway, yeah, this was a good, this was a fun detour. But uh, yeah, I, I, I'm i excited about this game. I'm also really excited about all the, uh, God, we should just do an episode on the bouncer, huh? <laughs> it's not, a, it's God, not an RPG. I don't know what to do with it. but. Yeah, you put skill points into things at I the end t- of levels god is that, I, are we is that what we're doing we're just defining anything with skill points as an rpg i, mean, I'm I don't gonna, know that's what we brought a before. spider-man game here that's, last week i don't that's know that's true that's true uh i'm <clears> just so glad john that anyone even remotely referenced the fact that i've been posting jpegs of bouncer characters i mean Discord yeah i was I'm, wondering i've been clowning on nomura I've been clowning on Nomura, uh, but like these are pretty strong. I forgot about some of these. Like here's the types of guys that exist in Final <laughs> Fantasy. There's the hero guy with the jacket and sort of yeah. like a uh, like six different wallet chains. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, there's the tough guy who has the devil horns and the big pants that he's rolled up approximately to his. <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> wait Let's a second. Think about the length of these <laughs> if, if, if I'm if I'm parsing this correctly, so there are two possibilities here. One is that this man is wearing leg warmers over his jeans. The other possibility, no, 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 which no. is what it looks like, is that he's he is wearing me. jeans that are about one and a half times the length of his legs <laughs> and he has rolled the bottoms of yeah. the jeans up to his knees yeah. uh, if Volt Kruger wore pants would he wear them like this yeah. uh, yeah. the third type of guy is camo tribal tattoo guy which yeah. is like very cool very <laughs> face tribal tattoo also which is a strong look mm-hmm. uh, then there's uh, kind of like shading please yeah, that's then there's uh, right there. bathrobe bathrobe uh, chain man yeah, uh, I kind of love that aesthetic. I'm gonna. I lie. do love the bathrobe chain look. Then there is a uh, girl. <laughs> girl, uh, girl, girl, uh, girl, lady. Only this is just girl selfie. because only she jacket. Just, only a big jacket. She borrowed the man in the the yellow coats jacket. Um, what does it say on her shirt? It, it looks like dog it says street. dog street. It does say dog. It street. It says dog street in like old English font. Um, <laughs> and then there's lady who there's is different lady. because um, she has hair and yeah. Uh, one one will always have hair and like sort of a, a in titty the window, cleavage, titty titty window, window in, yeah. in the style of like an Aranea high wind, let's yeah. say, yeah. or a, or a Cindy or a Riku. Well, or and also full pants or leggings underneath it looks like underneath yeah, this dress. It, yeah that's what's bothering me yeah um, I, those could just be really long boots it could be really long boots True. she is wearing really long gloves so i love the visual component of the podcast that we do yeah. it's always <laughs> one of my favorites. i'm gonna stop naming people that 
that Stephen posted. Except I do want to talk about Wait, the one who not, has antenna. Can we antenna. talk about the next person? Uh, oh, Dr. Octopus? Uh, why, why is his arm like that? Because uh, uh, that's Dr. Octopus. He's got like oh. a, he's, yeah, he's, okay. he's got like a weird Ivy from Soul Calibur arm. Oh. Yeah. But what if, what if your arm could be a whip? And then Psycho Mantis is there too. Psycho, Psycho Mantis oh, is, is there. And then he uh, is in and, the bouncer. And then, and then Ulala from Space Channel 5. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she made two it. Fucking that was antenna. sort of a crossover. Uh-huh. Got those gladiator sandals on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Love with gladiator like- sandals, but the drill curls combo mm-hmm. with the like very tight antenna, like and a, a snakeskin mini skirt with a belt that is crossed over the front mm. of her uh-huh. crotch. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. that's uh-huh. okay. Uh, and the shawl is purple, <laughs> while the rest is is color is like very warm. Has tone. anyone ever had those drill? That drill hair in real life? That's uh, not a real hair? thing little, that your yeah. hair can do. When Is I it? was little, I no, was no, able no. to... Not the, not the cones, because the cones, okay. fine, you can do the oh. cones. I mean her other hair that sticks oh. down like a drill. The I'm a... I'm Wait, not no, the yeah, main. yeah, the drills, I, I, I that's had an, those. That's an anime stuff. haircut. Oh. Oh, I was wow. able to do that those? when I was little. Yeah, because like my mom, like my hair is like, like I can make it straight or I can make it curly very easily. So my mom in the mornings when I was getting ready for school, all she would do is just she would mm-hmm. just get a lot of water and she would get strands of my hair and twist it and they would come out like very now, similar to that. Jordan did proof. just Jordan did just drop a, a link that's called top 15 anime girls with hair drills and yeah. uh i did say earlier today on twitter that if anyone posts anime <laughs> girls at me i am blocking them so. <laughs> oh no Jordan's oh getting no jordan's getting blocked I sounds like no i'm editing checking for you <laughs> Um, um, I was going to say, like, uh, in the description for this thing, it does mention that if a girl has hair drills, you know she's rich. And I was going to say earlier. <laughs> yeah, I fucking wish. If she got <laughs> hair drills, you know she's rich, though. Fellas. Oh. Mm. I'm glad I subverted the trope then. <laughs> <laughs> kind of in the other way that you probably wanted, Wait, huh? Is this just. <laughs> no, no, no. This There's just. And, there's just top 15 anime girls with X hair, like anything, like short hair, medium hair, Antenna long hair, hair no yeah. hair. Yeah, it's kind of the whole site's that, I mean, this is, to be fair, it is a site called My Anime List, so I don't really know what else I expected. Right. Yeah. Top 15 Dan Dare anime character. What well, the fuck? All no, this, all this, this content is, is, is... I'm canceling all of this. All this content is coming to fanbyte.com. Yeah, that's right. We're announcing <laughs> it. Yeah. Well, since vertical. you mentioned it, John, the Mass Effect Legendary Edition we go. was just announced this week. <laughs> Good uh, job. Uh, Bioware's website, it was... Uh, well, I don't think it was this week. Anime it was is legendary, uh, was, was, and so Mass Effect it was, legendary. It was this, this month. Yeah. It was this month. So we can, it you know, we, we talk about news of the month. So yeah. it's fine. N7 Day uh, brought us news about the Mass Effect uh, trilogy, I guess you would call it. There were four Mass Effect games. Yeah, because it's pretending. Some, and drama uh, some would say there were more than four if you look at the ones that were... Oh my god. Uh, 
on mobile and uh-huh. things like. I'm pretty sure there were mobile games. No, there right? were. There, there were. There were. Like yeah. for the gal- galactic readiness, you yeah, gotta, yeah, yeah. Yes, you gotta I, play Space I, Invaders I, to get your stats. Up. Oh, Merit, I spent a lot of time on that app. <laughs> I did spend a lot of time on that app. Yeah. Oh my god. Um, which I think uh, is, I think it's like we. There's probably some questions we could uh, ask about this legendary edition that we don't know the answer to yet. So. Yeah, we mostly don't know a ton about this. There was a trailer that came out, and I think that was kind of the most uh, information. This is a, yeah. it sounds like, based on the wording being uh, deployed in these announcements, this is a remaster, not a uh, Oh no, Souls it's definitely a remake. remake. Yeah, it's no. definitely a remaster. Remaster, yeah. to the point that, based off of the wording, the Mass Effect 3 multiplayer, which like, Chef's kiss. I love you so bad. It's actually it not so bad. bad. Yeah, it's actually yeah. not 300 bad. 300 hours in that baby. That's probably not Wait, coming really? to this. That's fucking yeah. like oh, Natalie. really into it too. It was like one of the first clown, console games I played online a lot. Didn't you clown so on me for Blitzball? Didn't you clown on me for that? What are you talking about? Mass Effect 3 multiplayer was good. Yeah, but like okay, it's the listen, same John. fucking vibe though, Natalie. John, okay, okay, yeah. But in Blitzball, could you have a team of all pink voluses just rolling around no but watching I, themselves uh, at enemies no i yeah, didn't i know so. what i did is i spent my no. time converting a forward that i recruited in the world of final fantasy 10 to uh to the world's best goalie that's what sorry, i was doing sorry john we're talking about saving the galaxy and you're over here talking about some <laughs> underwater bullshit <laughs> like <laughs> we're just, titus isn't even real sorry. we're just trying to say <laughs> titus isn't even real he's the green with his dad who was a dragon okay so like <laughs> basketball sports underwater basketball is made up and it's not like the real fight against the reapers which is real and we are veterans of that war yeah um i want to it's to the point that i have really strongly contemplated and i'm i've only not done it because i'm cheap but and and also like it's been so many years why is it still so expensive um but mass effect 3 (laughs) yeah mass effect 3 on steam i've really debated getting it just to play the multiplayer again because people are still active on that multiplayer is it still alive can you still play yeah it? like the reddit forum is still what? very much alive That's i think yeah. i stopped after one of the first expansions or something because i just moved on to other things but like i stopped when they added cerberus guys and you could have like mm-hmm. these big cool like whips and stuff to fight the monsters with it was so cool i played it i played mass effect 3 several years after it came out so like by then like i'd played the extended cut so by then the galactic readiness stuff the annoying peskiness of it the tedious stuff was a little more weathered down and like i had all the dlc for the um, multiplayer and i never got bored of it like 300 hours in i don't i don't think i ever got bored of it and it was just so fun like you could play as so many classes and so many characters i think it was Um, i i played as this character that was um she was like a bionic character who basically teleported across the map like with her bionic powers and she would just like oh biotic Bio, yeah, bionic. Totally. Oh, God, um, I always <laughs> forget about that. Bionic. Yeah. Uh, no, it's not psychic or bionic. <laughs> yeah. It's bionic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but her bionic power is the Ensa and Fury. And what, what you would do is just that you would, like, contaminate people with your bionic powers and that you would just throw more biotics at them, which you would sort of prime them for being attacked and then that would do a shitload mm. of damage. And it was just so good. I I absolutely adore that multiplayer. And I guess I get why they wouldn't include it here because, I mean, you'd have to maintain that and that's all really complicated. I don't even pretend to 
really know the ins and outs of that, but I am still oh. sad nonetheless. <clears throat> so uh, I mean, oh. two two things about that. Uh, one, have they ever made something an attack in a game feel better than being a vanguard and just doing that like <laughs> whoop, the and just like thing? just doing the dash where you just chomp them? Like that is so fucking God, good. So good. Uh, and second, Natalie, have you ever played Warframe? <laughs> because, uh, because uh, what you're describing of like oh doing all these cool combo effects and like doing uh, these things and then messing with the, killing the guys I'm like that's Warframe baby you are describing a Warframe I, I know Natalie be our I, Warfriend we will show you the ropes <laughs> oh my god we'll shower like, you once plat. I graduate I will just be I like we'll make it rain plat you can just like get all the Warframe I mean, and, I uh, bought Natalie un- a copy un- of Monster Hunter World like yes, fucking three months ago. Unlike, unlike uh, Warframe. Well, unlike uh, Mass Effect 3, Warframe isn't gotcha. Because uh, I think Mass Effect 3 was the first gotcha game that I yeah. played. And then I think I maybe like got a couple of... Well, I don't remember, though, if you could buy loot boxes or not. Or if it was just you got them from leveling up. I think you could. Okay. Oh, you had to? You didn't. No, have, oh, you didn't have no, to no, 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 no. When I say you had to, I, I like what I mean is I don't believe there is any universe where electronic arts. Oh, of you had to era, have, yeah, 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 you yeah, had yeah. to have, yeah. Yeah, yeah right. could not have <laughs> let them not do that. Yeah. yeah, I definitely got, I got every class unlocked, and I had like Damn. so many benefits, and that was just like me putting in three hundred hours. So, yeah, that's, <laughs> it's still the case today. Either you pay or you put hundreds of hours into that shit, and you'll get the same. So, so for uh, for folks that like may be coming into the 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 franchise totally clean, which y'all are, you know, y'all are out there. Um, Back at the last Mass Effect game was a while ago. It was a while ago. So like Mass Effect 1 and 2 are totally single player experiences and your choices quote unquote matter and they they uh, you know they affect a lot of things Uh, not everything but they affect a lot of things that happen in the in game of those games and yada yada yada. Uh, In the third one they introduced basically uh, God it was unpopular at the time. (laughs) I I mean like quality of the actual multiplayer aside this was a bold choice i would say uh they you had to leave the single player game to play the multiplayer multiplayer (laughs) to get galactus readiness points and your galactus readiness points oh yeah you had to if you wanted to get the best shit and like not kill everyone at the end of the game basically Mm, and get a good outcome you had to play this multiplayer game which in the world was basically you ah, this is okay this is an interesting pull uh it's like fucking fort condor in final fantasy 7 where like you like go wow, do John? this you do this fucking stupid rts bullshit to like get the phoenix materia and some other stuff that's going on um and it's a totally different kind of game but it kind of influences some stuff that's happening and in Mass Effect, it's even in Mass Effect Three, it's even more. You have to go into this mode and just basically get these points that add to a total that if you know will eventually tell you, okay, you're basically ready to do everything without fucking it up real bad. And there was an app that would add yep. to that score. There was oh God, just weird yeah. check-in stuff that was, yep. frankly, way ahead of its time. Uh, now I, you know, check-ins for mobile games were super, oh God, super yeah. common, and so like. They were ahead of it, but but the idea that this would be 
involved in a remaster was always kind of like, well, surely it won't be. And they've said it won't. They've said that the multiplayer will not be part of the next step. So, like, it kind of just begs the question, how do they uh, basically, you know, allow you to get the best ending without this multiplayer thing? Are they just basically adding... Is there things you could well, do in the game itself? Were, yeah, all the, and so you all could like just, the side quests would increase that too. And I right. think by the time I played it, because when I tried to start playing it, there was like a bug with importing your face. And so like right. I had to wait until they fixed that. <laughs> right. I remember and then that. I'm pretty sure they rebalanced a lot of that stuff too, where like, yeah. I think you didn't have to do nearly as much like a month after it came out. They had been like, okay, no, no, no. It's like, yeah. just do all the side quests, play right. like a few games of multiplayer. And, and you're good. Fine. Yeah. So, I mean, I uh, presumably all they'll do is some combination of that where they'll just start adding, you know, I, doing, do going in and doing different math is easy enough. No, uh, no, 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 no. To no, give no, you no, the no, points. John, what it will actually be is oh, no. they're like, we don't need to add a cooperative multiplayer suite to Mass Effect Remastered. <laughs> we already have a Mass Effect-esque cooperative <laughs> gameplay experience no. that we can tie into other people's games. If they tie Anthem into this, can you imagine a bigger heel turn in video games <laughs> than announcing the Mass Effect trilogy remastered and then going like, oh, and one more thing. It's connected to Anthem. <laughs> and then they just fucking, that lights out. That's the end. And I'm getting hives. <laughs> I mean, I, I, you know what? I, it's EA. I, I can imagine it happening. Although, um, God, that would be a disaster if they, if they did that. What it'll actually be, I bet, is there will be some sort of thing of like, oh, we detected that you have an Anthem save file. You get a cool blood dragon, uh, I don't know, ship model for your well, Normandy. Remember when they showed those Mass Effect Anthem models? Didn't they do that a few months ago? And everyone was like, oh, I really wish they were doing more Mass Effects. Right, yeah. They, cause, well, because they, they do crossovers with the Mass Effect franchise like constantly. Like the Dragon Age stuff is like all over Mass Effect and then vice versa. You could get like Shepard armor that was like made to look all medieval for yeah. Dragon oh, Age 2 yeah. or something. I, I used the uh, the blood dragon armor for a long time in Mass Effect 2. Uh, yeah. It was like it you know, it was like a pre-order bonus and it was just better stats than most of the stuff you yeah. got at the beginning. So, um, well, Merritt, um, I have good news for you because a part of the announcement was also the little tease that there is a new mass effect being made. So we will get more mass effect going back <sighs> to your comment about yeah. why don't they just work on more mass effect? We will be getting <laughs> that. And, um, recently, I believe like in the last week, a book on, the last 25 years of development at BioWare was released, and in those many pages is or are a few concept arts for the next Mass Effect game, which are like basically nothing. But also, I am used to getting crumbs, and so I will power <laughs> them. And they yeah. are, they basically show that it's Andromeda. It's still, Andromeda, right? which like, I, again, I, 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 I Andromeda is a bad. I think it's a bad video game. I do think it's a bad video game, and I'm sorry. Wow, that's I, a bold I think statement. I think it's both better than some people give it credit for, and worse than the people who give it credit for. Y- yeah, I think it it's. Credit. I think it's ferociously mediocre. I'll say it's that. It's fine. Like yeah. it's. Fine. Um, like I see the potential in there, and there are some moments that I really liked, but it was. 
Well, that's the whole thing is that the setup is great. I think the setup yeah. is great. What mm-hmm. it does is it completely removes the um, way too high of stakes that are introduced in Mass Effect 3, in my opinion. And it just it puts those outside the room and it goes, we can allude to those things in a fun, cheeky way and never actually interact with them over right. here in a completely different galaxy. Um, and it's like, it's great. Now, the problem for me is that it hits the exact same notes. And instead of Protheans, it's whatever the fuck they were called. The and Angara. The, yeah. Angara. Yeah. It's like. It, <sighs> Shout out to uh, what's his name? Fuck. Oh, I don't remember. Um, See, that's how, oh, I thought you. I thought you thought it was better than uh, people gave it credit. You can't remember any. I, I I both think it's better than the people who hate it say it is, but I think it's worse than the people who say that they love it. Sure, tend sure, to sure, sure, Go sure. on about my it. Dad's, like I think my it's dad's, dad's dad. Mm. My dad's dad. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like Hi. that's uh, I. It it just it recycles a bunch of stuff that they introduced, like shepherd. an old civilization with yeah. shit uh, on different planets, and there's a, a race of aliens that's interested in using the old shit. You know, it's like yeah. it is recycling yeah. that stuff. The Geth but, were made of rocks, right? I mean, it <laughs> it it is kind of reintroducing all that stuff again. It's the what, what if you could was? date a Krogan? Oh wait, we're too chicken shit to deal to with that question that's, yeah, that's actually true. my thing with andromeda and and it's uh, uh my understanding is from based on like interviews that uh, from people who have uh since left that company and do not give a fuck anymore and have like kind of said what went on with that game that game was like very much the victim at least you know ba- based on like one perspective very much the victim of like a uh, lead designer who was very much I'm an ideas guy and kept like throwing more and more ideas and shifting right. goalposts throughout development and yeah. changing what that game was supposed to be and despite like developers on the front lines being like we can't do this right. <laughs> or whatever and what you end up with in that game is like the the beginning premise of that game is like all right we're back in mass effect with all the cool characters you love oops except all of the interesting aliens happen to be uh yeah they were all on a different spaceship and they went to the other <laughs> side of the galaxy we lost contact with them so um, weird that was supposed to be a dlc that we totally not subtly canceled after we saw how badly this was received um, yeah and th- that's that whole thing where it's just like it was clearly stuff that was meant to be in that game but had to get cut when they had to like put a video game up because they Right. for EA fucking A right. um, and it's like we just happened to have the spaceship th- that had the Elcor the Hanar the Krogans the uh-huh. whatever you know yeah. like yeah. anything that like had a unique character model <laughs> to yeah. it uh-huh. basically just yeah. in, a, in a totally different ship uh, uh-huh. yeah yeah I mean uh, that game was a v- very clearly a victim of the worst excesses of limitless gameplay design that were introduced in Inquisition because like mm-hmm. like you know they really planted the seeds in that game and inquisition didn't suffer i think as uh badly for it uh even though that inquisition was a very good game yeah i think i think it was inquisition was a good game i i think it's it's uh almost an underrated game even though it did win you a had bunch a of late lunch episode things. on that i did yeah. i did have a I, late, yeah. that's true. well y'all did i say we but no, i no, no. we I by include... me listening to it and being like yeah yeah no i include you in the we 
Um, I I helped push for one uh, Dragon Quake. Dragon Quake. Hi, I'm Dragon Quake. I'm here to tell you about the evil rocks from it's, the other side. What's, 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 uh, what's the name? Dragon Queer? Is Dragon that Queer. Is that's me. Um, <laughs> it's Randy Quaid's leftist brother, Dragon <laughs> Quaid. Um, um, yeah. I w- was going to say that I... Um, <laughs> It, perhaps at a time in my life where I w- should not have had as much influence as I did for how young I was and not used to that stuff, I uh, helped get Dragon Age Inquisition uh, to be the game of the year for uh, one arstechnica.com. Yeah. So. Oh, I mean, you love listen, to see it. It's fine. Um, you were correct. You also you also threw your weight around for uh, Monster Hunter. So you're kind of yeah. you're kind of just, you know. You're kind of used to that. No, I'm just kidding. another time that I, I was everyone probably loved throwing Hunter. my weight around way harder than I needed to be. <laughs> oh no, it's it's fine. I think that absolutely deserved it. But uh, but yeah, like uh, I I am I'm excited for them to go back to Andromeda. I just want them to leave. I want them to leave every instinct that they basically had in the first <laughs> one. Just I want them to leave all that behind, and I want them to also take their time. Like this this trilogy coming out means. That frankly, like most of us aren't really going to give a shit about Andromeda, a sequel to Andromeda, like for a year and a half after that thing comes out, probably. I mean, like there's a lot of content in the Mass Effect trilogy. I think it won't really make me care about it until it comes out. Yeah, I mean, maybe. Yeah. I mean, unless they can prove that it's going to be a completely kind of different, you know, gameplay design, but still has the interesting concepts that they introduced and, you know, kind of discovery and... Uh, charting like you know your own path and blah 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 blah. I would still love them to get away from the fact that it's just like, uh, yeah, this, you, it just humans basically trying to like form human colonies in human places with these ah, aliens. Humans, but uh, <laughs> it's a bad, bad humans. <laughs> bad humans bad. this time. They're just, uh, they're I mean, it would be it would be nice if, like, you know, I don't know, the humans that are just trying to imperialize the galaxy are, uh, you know, like the aliens uh-huh. trying to stop them aren't seen as being like the villains always. Yeah. But anyway, that's I, honestly, a long shot. This is actually one of the things that I'm most curious to see about this uh, remake or this remaster, rather, yeah. is how people react to it. Because I just got done watching um, an entire sort of Let's Play series of uh, the first Mass Effect games. And those games, uh, I think, in the world that we live in now come across way more conservative and oh sure um, copy yeah, yeah you're a super cop but, right yeah. yeah you're a super yeah. cop with no rules and it's like ah oh, you just can't have these like weird things like laws and regulations we gotta just deregulate all of these super cops in space so that we can get stuff done and it's like they really hammer that stuff home throughout those games yeah. up to the point where you join up with the fucking like pro-human fucking racist militant faction in mass effect 2 and they're like well they've just they've got some different ideas but we can <laughs> really work with them listen it's fine they're aliens it's they're not metaphors or anything. <laughs> no, also, the else way else. that this series treats queer men is absolutely That's pretty wild. Ha- yeah. We have a lot of features from one dear Kenneth Shepard of that fanbite about this issue because he's very passionate about it as a very hardcore like Mass Effect stan and also like a queer man who has so many opinions on this, rightfully so, and like just like that shit would not fly. 
anymore. Right. Like yeah. it, it, it worked back. It was fine back then enough. It was fine enough that people could ignore it. But now it's absolutely not stuff that goes down the same way. Yeah. I whatsoever. mean, I do think people kind of forget that that game, the, all three of those games are basically, it's like a hundred hours of that fucking com- conference room conversation between mm-hmm. uh, Tony Stark and uh, Captain America Jeez. in Civil War. They're just like, we got to have rules. I don't know what the rules are. <laughs> they stop us from freedom, ah, but we got to And it's just like that. And both of them are cops anyway. So basically it doesn't matter. It really is a lot of that. Um, but I, you know, I love those games more than more than most. So yeah, um, I, that's that's my favorite series along with Final Fantasy. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Uh, I'm excited to see how 24 or 25 year old me will react to this because right. Mass Effect, specifically Mass Effect Two. I think was the game that made me want to join the industry. The game that made me just like, it made me aware of so many of the things that I value about games today and the conversations that I think are so important to have. And I wonder how things have progressed, at least like in in terms of my perspective and the person that I've become since then, that I'm not... I mean, I am asking for crumbs still. I'm a queer one of my color. That's not the only thing. But like, I'm... I, like I, I know what the crumbs taste like, and I know that I want more, <laughs> yeah. uh, and so I'm not gonna settle for just like you know, like oh, this game made me think about how important it is that like women are written well sometimes. <laughs> this know? game made me think about how important it is that every time they show up on screen, their butt is just right in front of the camera at all times. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, One honestly, mm-hmm. yeah. oh, sorry. Oh, no, just I was going to say that one thing that I really hope um, changes on the development of the next Mass Effect is just Bioware's development processes in general. Mm. And I'm speaking specifically about the crunch culture there. I mean, there's the enormous Kotaku report on Anthem's crunch and the death march and like how just absolutely stressful that was on uh, developers to the point that they had like development quote-unquote casualties where they would leave for several months uh just leave the development come back to crunch some more once they felt they were ready enough to come back to a traumatic workplace and so i mean that's not just an anthem thing or even an andromeda thing because that certainly impacted andromeda's development so poorly Um, but also i mean in the same book that i mentioned that came out in the last week um there is a section dedicated to the fact that dragon age 2 which is a 40 hour game um (laughs) david gator is correct when he says that the perception that dragon age 2 is a smaller game is one that isn't entirely true that game was made in nine months and dragon age inquisition also has a notorious crunch story it was ridiculously difficult for the developers to work with the frostbite engine Um, oh yeah that there's an entire section uh in jason schreier's uh blood sweat and pixels book uh just on that it's very well known and so i think that is so much to blame for how people feel that Bioware has changed and the quality of their stories has changed. And I mean, we know that Dragon Age 4 was rebooted several years into production and it changed its code name and everything. And that's why we, six years later, since Dragon Age Inquisition, we have so little knowledge of the game. And so that is 
my one of my main concerns. I just hope that whatever the next Mass Effect is, that the practices at the studio are at least improving a little bit since all of these really damning and scathing reports because it's so much like there's so much right that affects the quality of these stories and these games but undoubtedly they will suffer if your developers are suffering mentally physically you know etc like i just hope those practices are at least slowly changing yeah. or you know yeah just i mean the the response that bioware gave in response to um the crunch reports was not good when no. they yeah. reacted so until you mentioned that, I had almost completely forgotten the whole thing about how. Um, Sorry for my dryer again. Oh, we, I didn't. My we didn't dryer. hear it this time. Oh, you didn't hear. No, Darn didn't hear it. it! The time that y'all heard it, I didn't say anything. I just yeah. tried to move past it. Okay. Anyways, go ahead. Sorry. Um, I was just gonna say. Um, until you mentioned that, I had almost completely forgotten up until like, like last month, like very recently, not not quite last month, but like maybe this year, uh, they were still basically sabotaging every fucking developer that they had by forcing them to work on the Frostbite engine, which is like an engine that is notoriously not designed to work with anything outside of first-person shooters, and yet they forced everybody to use it from like <laughs> racing game developers to RPG developers and just like completely cut the legs out from under the development schedules of a lot of these games because right. they didn't want to pay licensing fees for Unreal and whatnot. Right. You know? Yeah, they could justify it because they built their own thing. So, yeah. Which or is, they bought their own thing, I guess. But yeah, yeah, I guess that's true. Um, well, speaking of misery and suffering, uh, Cyberpunk comes out next month. Uh, <laughs> we don't really need to talk about it. But, yeah, I mean, that's yeah, it's I, a big it's a big know. game. Um, yeah. December 10th. It's a, it's a game. It's happening. Yeah. The reason I think it's maybe worth mentioning just here today is they publicly came out there and said, hey, we're taking review code requests for cyberpunk finally which has yeah. been kind of uh up in the air for a very long time up until now yeah. crucially not cyberpunk codes not out in the wild or at least not to the press it sounded like maybe some codes had leaked but uh um, well some copies of the game are apparently uh out in the wild uh that's PS4, what i'm saying yeah. which is wild so um yeah so that that'll be interesting listen it's a big open world triple a rpg from the makers of witcher 3 i'd be lying if i said i wasn't interested in it or don't understand why people are uh, excited about it. I definitely understand that. I think there are a lot of issues surrounding it, which are extremely similar to what Natalie just said. And we've talked about them extensively on the show, so we don't need to rehash that. But uh, yeah, I mean, that's really the big release for, for December. And, um, you know, by the time, uh, by the time we do our next news quest, uh, we'll, we'll kind of know how it did. So yeah. it'll be, it'll be interesting to see. Well, I think that does about does it for our list of uh, information here. Yeah. Unless anybody has any very minor things to sneak in here at the very end, we're going to call it a news quest. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, Merritt, thank you so much for uh, joining us on this to year. To talk episode. about Tweewee. To yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks for having me back. It's always good to be on the show. And, yeah, uh, if you ever want to talk about Tweely again in the future, just hit us up. <laughs> you, you know where to find me. Um, and if people want to find me online, I'm at Merrick K. And uh, we just had a new episode of the K-Hole Drop. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's great. Yeah, we sure so, did. So uh, that one, I got, there's this Twitter account called OOC Frazier. And uh, I got the person who runs that account. Which is pretty to, wild. Uh, 
to talk to me. Yeah, for an hour. I don't know. I don't know how you got him, but I I don't know. That's pretty cool. Yeah. OOC Frazier, meaning of course out of context. Out Frasier. of context, Frazier. That account mostly just. Uh, well, let me see what it's posted recently mm-hmm, because. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah, Garfield. It looks like uh, not many tweets recently. Uh, I he does it sometimes. He'll like take breaks. Yeah. I guess. Um, but I mean, my guess <laughs> is he probably gets really into RPGs and then has to. That's possible. Come up for when they're done. That's so. possible. The yeah, Q will often go silent as Jordo. Jordo. Fraser. Context. Fraser. Kind of the Q of Fraser in many ways. <laughs> and uh, if you want to hear that conversation, that's on the K hole. Now and it, it's a great episode, if I do say so. Thank you. That's a great show. That's just a. It that's just a really good show. So that's thanks. if if we, we're making it really merit. yeah i don't think we've really specifically promoted that show on this podcast before but the k-hole is a, a bi-weekly podcast that um merit does that is a just completely buck wild thing uh, uh to great exist. great interview show it's very good mm-hmm. yeah uh yeah I, I love it it's one of the funniest things we do yeah. um Thank you. funniest and most informative yeah oh you know who somebody else who's very funny and informative you nope definitely not <laughs> i was gonna say you natalie oh okay <laughs> where the spider-man meme Taking finger guns oh thank you oh sorry it's me spider-man oh that's pretty good wow that's pretty good actually good that's pretty good Natalie, uh, where can we find you online? Yes, you could find me at Hardy Misa. That's hard. Heart I M E C I A on Twitter. Where can people find you, Stephen? You can find me swinging around New York City, saving the populace from the mad tinkerer on uh, Twitter at, at Stephen Strom, S T E V E N S T R O M. Oops, there's an ambulance about to fly off a bridge. I gotta go. Damn. Oh, I love this. Wow. How do you do it? What? Damn. Oh, it's okay. I got you. <laughs> oh, this is great stuff. This is great. Hey, John, where can people find you? You can find me at Floppy Adult, um, but I'm I'm really interested in finishing this can show. You, can you try to, you know, uh, match up to those Spider-Man sounds? Uh, Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get up to the bar right now while Spider, well, yeah, while Spider Man's uh, doing their thing. Um, <laughs> this time, Spider-Man. Wow, it seems it like there's, the seems like there's also the Green Goblin. Maybe. Uh, anyway, these pumpkin bombs. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna take my own Mickey pumpkin bomb. Mickey is here. Um, <laughs> this is I'm, hell. I'm Here to help you, Spider-Man. We're in the same universe now. Some people people need (laughs) a drink to get through whatever this is. So I'm going to crack open my potion and just take a big... Just take a big sip of my my web fluid here because that's how Spider-Man powers up. I got to go. I I have to go. Hey, bye. I can't be party to this any longer. Goodbye. Oh, <laughs> <laughs>